Hey guys, it's Shane from Now That I'm Older. I hope you're liking everything you're hearing on the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. If you are, go to rogan'shell.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's not going to look any different. But every time you use that link, you're going to be helping out the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. So bookmark rogan'shell.com slash Amazon every time you need to buy something from Amazon. Thanks a lot. Today we face the monsters that are at our door. Today we take the fight to them. Today we are canceling the apocalypse, but we're not canceling the powerful nerdcast. Hello, my friends. I'm Corey, and joined with me today, as always, is the lewd, crude, rude bag of pre-chewed food, dude, Christian. What is up, my friend? Wow, thank you for that intro. And uh, I still think Independence Day has a better speech, even though that borrows heavily from its master. I think the most genius thing about the Independence Day speech is that most of the time it rhymes, like unintentional. Does it? Yeah. Wow. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not give up without a fight. <laughs> it's like fucking Dr. Seuss wrote that shit. It definitely, uh, you know, I-, I will not die by alien hands with green eggs and ham. I mean, that's not even that good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to mix it up. It's hard to go against Corey and his his epic rhyming abilities. I practice a little bit. I bet you did practice that intro a few times, didn't you? A little you? bit, but, you know, I'm also excited. You know, obviously I'm referencing Pacific Rim, the, uh, the big robot beating the shit out of Monsters movie that came out a couple years ago, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but there's yes. also another topic that I really wanted to spring on you. It's something that's been going on over the course of the last 24 hours, and it's something that's really important to people like us because we have a YouTube channel. We discovered and that new Hulk Hogan show? <laughs> it is not <laughs> Thunder in Paradise, which is freaking awesome, by the way. Well, then what is it, Corey? What it is is that one of the most famous YouTube groups of all time had their channel shut down, and it is Team Four Star. That is right. The guys who do the Dragon Ball Z Abridged series, a lot of other anime abridged series, basically what they do is they take the Dragon Ball Z cartoon and anime series and they completely redub it with their own in-house voice actors and they make it into a comedy. They also add a little bit of new animation and effects to the show to try and differentiate it enough from the original anime version. The thing that's most interesting about this, of course, is that they're not really profiting from this and they're not trying to make money off of it. But one of the big things going on in the YouTube uh, community right now all has to do with fair use and using footage. And amazingly enough, like just a couple hours ago, the channel was gone. Just came back up like an hour ago. Really? Yes. Well, to me, that doesn't surprise me that it came back. Mm -hmm. What doesn't surprise me also is that YouTube is full of you know, bots that just start flagging things Mm -hmm. or a flag system that's broken and a copyright system that we know is broken. And uh, it doesn't surprise me they got hit because, to be honest, what they do rides on the absolute border of fair use. Mm -hmm. What they do really could be considered copyright in some reason. Yeah, big time. I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're using, like, all that Toei animation footage. And Toei animation is just, like, the executioner lately. Like, they are looking for anyone who's using any of their footage from their popular shows. 
Dragon Ball, One Piece, freaking Toriko, even a few others, and they're just straight up killing them. They're not letting people, like, see this footage unless you watch the shows in Japan or watch some sort of streaming service. Or you buy the DVDs, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. It's just, uh, it's it doesn't surprise me at all that Team Four Star is uh, being struck by mm-hmm. this, to be honest. Uh, what's sad is that they were down, but they're already back, so, yeah. you know. Now, the thing that was interesting about it is just, like, there was no, like, preemptive strike. It was just like, oh, you're gone. See ya. Like, that was it. I mean, it makes sense, too, because, I mean, at the point they are now as they're adapting the Dragon Ball series in their own way, of course, uh, they they have a lot of content up there. Like, practically whole arcs of the entire series. Practically whole episodes, just with different dialogue, of course. And uh, I do think that they change it up enough. They even have that little disclaimer at the uh, the beginning of the videos where they say, support the official release like they're making it very clear i remember uh one of the creators doing an interview i don't know if it was like at a convention that someone recorded but i Mm -hmm. listened to this interview and he said pretty much we don't want anyone to bother toey and make them say they're okay with this because they probably shouldn't because if they were okay with this they'd have to be making money with it somehow Mm -hmm. so they don't really bother us we don't really bother them and we're just going to keep it that way you know I mean, even yesterday, uh, when this all started going down, uh, you go to Team Four Star's Twitter page, uh, they were making it very clear this has nothing to do with Funimation. Funimation is not responsible for what is going on right now. Hell, they've collaborated with Funimation a number of times. But again, this goes back to YouTube and its bots and the fact that they, you know, it's 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 entirely black and white to those type of, like, machines. systems that check that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the machines. But the cool thing is the fans are what made this possible. They brought so much awareness to it. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I make fun of social media all the time because it's really not my thing. Um, but for getting, like, opinions and voices out there about something, uh, I think it's really important, and that's what they did for this. Like, they had this hashtag, make YouTube great again. Obviously, oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously Trump a thing. play on Donald Trump's uh, make, make America, America great, great again. Uh, but it works. Um, you know, bring bring back Team Four Star. Make YouTube great again. And that's what a lot of people are starting to do right now. Like, people are officially getting fed up with YouTube and its fair use. It system. almost seems like if you get shout on by youtube mm-hmm. i hope to god you got a big enough fan base that can go and shout at youtube enough to fix it yeah because that is the way to get it done as soon as you start complaining about it out loud mm-hmm. and your fan base probably goes at youtube or uh at youtube great again or hashtag mm-hmm. youtube great again whatever and spams youtube that is the way to get them to pay attention because mm-hmm. they're uh apply here to uh appeal your strike does not work whatsoever. No, it doesn't. It's a real... Well, it's like Russian roulette. Sometimes it'll work. Mm. Sometimes you'll submit it, and it'll just sit around, and two, three, four weeks will go by, and then you'll get denied and say, mm. nah, it's definitely staying there forever. And because you appealed it, you're actually in worse scenario now than you were in yeah, the beginning. Be- in some cases, it's better to just straight up ignore it and be like, you want it, you have it. You want it, you do. Either that, or I'm just going to erase the video and it belongs to no one anymore. Yeah. You know, you have to make that hard decision. So, yeah, it's not a surprise that Team Four Star, uh, uh, who was it, Nostalgia Critic was going through this, and he's made many mm-hmm. videos about it. A lot of people, uh, especially over the course of the last couple of weeks, have been doing that. Now... Even though the channel is back, not all of their videos are. There are still some that are gone. There are still some that are missing. Um, They did want to reinforce, though, if you do want to watch any of these episodes, you can just still go to their website and view all of them. You're just going to be watching them on a completely different player. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big deal. No, it's not really a big deal, especially if you want to support these guys. That, you know, other than YouTube, that is the best way. Go to their website. It drives more traffic to them. And uh, these guys do a fantastic job. I mean... 
they basically inspired the name of our channel. There's no basically about it. They did. They did. I mean, you know, uh, Super Kami Guru 9000 or Super Kami Guru yeah. is a joke from a Team Four Star episode mm-hmm. when they're in the Frieza series. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you can probably explain that scenario a little better than I could. I mean, you know? basically all that's going on is there's this one character in Dragon Ball who goes by the name of Guru, who's this like really smart overseeing like like Lord of this planet Namek. And in the DBZ abridged version created by Team Four Star, they basically turn him into just this like old, senile, really like pushy, like hates everyone kind of old <laughs> guy. And he just wants respect from everyone and wants to be seen as like a god. And he keeps like changing his name. He's like, wait, I want to be called Super Kami from now on. They're like, all right, fine. No, wait, wait, wait. Super Kami Guru. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it just that was just always really funny to me because they took this character who in the original series was like all noble and uh, super powerful and really helpful to the heroes, and they ended up turning him into kind of like this really annoying nuisance. Kind of like uh, Mr. Popo turned into this very dark, weird <laughs> yeah. figure throughout the show, mm-hmm. and no one really knows anything about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just that inspired us a lot, and we were mm-hmm. like, we were trying to come up with names, and we loved Dragon Ball Z, and mm-hmm. we were like, what about for Super Kami Guru, you know? And that like, was... we need something more. Uh, 9,000. 9,000. That's, that's like the number associated with Dragon Ball. At this so point. I figured that would work. And uh, some people even message us today and they're like, are you guys the Super Kami Guru? And we're like, no, we have nothing to do with uh, yeah. the abridged channel, to yeah. be honest. And most of the time we just call ourselves SKG 9,000 right now. So It's so much easier. And be honest, our name kind of sucks. It, it's good, but it also sucks. Yeah, you know? but I mean, we've been using it for so long that we just can't change it. Yeah, you know. It would it, be too weird. It, would, it might even be alienating. Some people who watch our videos might not be able to find them. It's just it's stuck with us, and we're going to continue to stick with it, just like Team Four Star. And I'm so glad that they're back because um, I can only imagine what the panic was like. I mean, we've been in situations kind of like this before years ago uh, with some of our videos, like the channel just suddenly disappearing, and we're just like, fuck, what do we do? There's not much yeah. you can do. Like you said, you can do the whole appeal thing, but you're not going to get any answers soon. And it got to a point where it's like, fuck it, we're just going to make a new channel and start over. Yeah, and we had um, to. And the, the other thing about this is like, I'm glad they're back. I think it's great. It's still showing that YouTube has to make some big changes, but also it's installed a little bit of fear in me, you know, because, I mean, we have some videos that has no video content, but a lot of imagery. And uh, that really scares me um, to I, know I, what could possibly happen. And I also have these videos planned coming up soon for the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. Yeah. I'm horrified. I'm, like, so excited because I'm, like, finally, 20th anniversary of Pokemon. I can finally do another Pokemon month with some cool videos. I have some top tens that are already, like, planned and already being worked on. And yet, I'm, like, but what type of imagery can I use? Like, can I use a picture of a Pokemon, like, while I'm on screen as well? And I've done it before, and there's been no problems but just the, the the landscape of YouTube has just got me scared right now, you know? I think you got to just do it, Corey. And then, I mean, what do you think uh, Nostalgia Critic feels like every time he uploads a video now? He's I, probably terrified. Yeah, I know. So, it's, and I mean, if you're so scared that you don't create stuff, even though you're a YouTube creator and that's kind of what you do. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of censoring the artist in a lot of ways. And I don't want to do that either. Like, I don't want to make like a half-assed just me in front of a camera talking about Pokemon. Like, I want some cool visuals. I have some music that I'm putting in the video. Like, it's just... I want it to turn out good. And, and a lot of people have even said some of their favorite videos are the ones where we reviewed the uh, Dragon Ball movies. Yeah. You know? Those are... we took those the are, time. They're scripted. They have pictures and I've things like that. I've made sure to back all of them up just in case... Yeah. ...something bad even happens. Um, 
it's just such a shame that like it's scary to make those now. Yeah, I just it, it, and those are the projects that I love working on the most. Yeah, just because they allow us to sort of like stretch our creative wings a little bit. And we, you know, we made a pigs in space. It's oh, still one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> it, not a super popular one, but I just yeah, I love the execution behind that. Some of those reviews were really fun working on, just coming up with some of the ridiculous jokes. And we had so much more free time back then, so we'd put like yeah, a we lot did. of time and into having them. doing that doing those projects now. It's like. Eh, we used to release like six of those a year. You get one this year, you'll be lucky. Yeah, it's a shame. It's we really got to put more time into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it like like you said, it's sort of a problem because it's like, what are we doing here? Should mm-hmm. we put a lot of work into this video? Do we have to create everything from scratch? Is mm-hmm. that really what YouTube is devolving into, where mm-hmm. you have to create everything from scratch? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's kind of a shame that that's what's going on right now. You know, it's like it'd be nice to know what the rules were. Yeah. Like, you can put an image up, but not more than 10 seconds. You could mm-hmm. do this, but not that. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just like, eh, we'll see. And you know, and sometimes it's not even YouTube. Sometimes it is the actual creators who will go after a video. Oh, yeah, like the Fine Brothers that were pulling down all of the React videos? Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, there was this, I think there was something I saw. It was either Nostalgia Critic related or something around those lines. Um Another video like that got pulled down, and it was just from the actual creator, like just a small-time director. He just didn't want anybody seeing his stuff. Um, Nostalgia Critic did a review of The Room years ago, that classic, yeah. really awful drama film done by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. And Tommy Wiseau took it down. He thought it was like bad for his artistic integrity. Oh, really? He, like He thought it was bad press for the film. What torta press was there for that film before? I can't believe he took that down. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. You can still... It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't I get mean, me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing that he joked about, too. He's like, it doesn't matter. There's three other people stole my videos and uploaded them anyway. The good thing is anybody who ever steals our content, like, I don't even worry about it anymore because, like, I look at it. I'm like, oh, we got 30,000 views on that. And they got 100. Yeah. It doesn't and matter because people the, the, aren't searching for them. They're the, searching for us. The three comments they got are, hey, I think you stole this video. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I don't really worry about that anymore. I used to go after those people like, hey, you need to take this down. If you don't, legal action is going to take place, brah. This is our pro- This is our stuff. Uh, but then it was just like, fuck it, whatever. They're not getting any take news it. off of it anyway. Yeah. You know, actually, please don't take it. But the idea is <laughs> it doesn't really bother us because it's like our viewers are our viewers anyway. You mm-hmm. know, if anything, they're just going to write bullshit. They'll be yeah. like, why the fuck are you uploading this stuff? You know, mm-hmm. that's about the only comment you're going to get on a video if it's one of ours. Yeah. Uh, and But it's flattering. People steal our stuff. Yeah. It is flattering. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, we got our shit got robbed, but our shit got robbed. Our shit got like, robbed. Somebody dude. wanted that. That's, Someone that's... said, I want that uh, Dragon Ball Z review all with my name underneath it. You know? <laughs> with all the same information. Uh, they don't even try to change anything aside from just the shit in the description box. I saw this one guy that reviewed uh, RoboCop, and and someone called him out so hardcore and said, "Dude, you're just reading off Wikipedia." And I thought it was so funny that they called him out on that because you go to Wikipedia and like the whole uh, organization of his video and everything is just like the Wikipedia page. And mm. I thought that that was got to be careful <laughs> if, you're, if you make a movie reviews or doing reviews of shows. You're copying something, or you know, you're gonna get caught. Oh, uh, there's just too many people out there. Exactly. Especially if something has a big fan base. Mm-hmm. I watched almost a 42-minute episode of this guy that did a uh, breakdown of every Easter egg in um, Star Wars, the new, the new, the Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. 42 minutes of 42 Easter egg. 42 minutes. I was like, I got like 15, 20 minutes in, and then I had to go do something else, but then I came back and finished it. It was good. Damn. 
but also the, it makes you wonder because he also did a breakdown of the Deadpool credit scene, mm-hmm. uh, post credit scene, and he had some of the footage of that scene in there, like in his video. Yes, and an ad played before it. Yes. How in the hell is that even possible? I don't know, but he had like a million hits on that video too. Did you uh, was flag there any, it? Like... Yeah, I flagged that shit right away. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't want. I don't want you to flag it. I think I'm kidding. I'm I think kidding. The, I don't really even think there's a need to flag videos, um, but. Like, was there any audio attached to the footage? Yeah, it's the clips. Oh, my God. I don't know how that guy's doing that, then. Like, like, uh, let me see if I pull it up for a second. Not that I want to watch it again, but just uh, so people know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, I mean, like, the politics of YouTube are kind of strange. You know, you have that one channel, uh, Watch Mojo, which does, like, a million top ten videos every friggin' month. They might as well be called the, you know, top ten video channel. That's all they do, practically. Occasionally, they do some superhero-type origin videos, but mostly it's just top ten movie stuff. And, I mean, it's all based around movie clips. There's no host that you ever see. It is always strictly just movie clips. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know how Honest Trailers or CinemaSins gets away with it. I can kind of understand with Honest Trailer and CinemaSins because there's more... It's not just showing the movie. It's, like, commenting on it, especially uh, CinemaSins. But they almost never show a clip without a voice over it. True. A lot of the time, like, especially when they're trying to, like, make a joke really work on uh, CinemaSins, like, they'll yeah. show the clip, but they'll, like, slow it down. There's no audio. Like, they'll focus on a specific part. And it's like, just, if you want this, and they'll do da da and mm-hmm. they're really just talking about the backgrounds mm-hmm. or something, you know, and they're playing the clip. Or, yeah, I, I find that, that uh, that's okay, but they're taking a risk, mm-hmm. like, just showing it. Yeah. Even at all. Unless they're getting some sort of permission or they have some sort of loophole that we don't know about. Or maybe they're corporate backed. Like maybe it's like Fox that actually owns fucking mm-hmm. Mojo. Uh, you know, or whatever. It's possible, yeah. yeah. Maybe they use only like, you know, movies from that studio. Yeah. But again, it's there's also the YouTube bots. Like that's the other thing. Like they just, they randomly just sort of come in and sweep up. And what was it? Uh, like when Nintendo got aggressive? They just grabbed all the Nintendo videos. Yeah, they just they took them all and, and they claimed them as their own and mm-hmm. now they're making money off of all those. There's still people who make Nintendo videos. I don't fucking know how they do it. Supposedly there's a YouTube Nintendo partnership program where like Nintendo gets like a certain percentage. I think it's like a yeah. maybe a 70-30 share. I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. Point is they... You can quote them, guys. Yeah, the point is you, you can make videos with Nintendo if you partner up with them, which... I'd love to make, you know, Nintendo videos. I still think doing Let's Plays would be a lot of fun, um, even though they've just been done to death. You know, it's hard to make a unique Let's Play at this point. Okay, um, so I found the video. It's called uh, Deadpool's Post-Credit Scene Explained. Who okay. is Cable? Who is Cable? And then I even it, think I've seen that, like, on the search. Yeah, you know, like it's I've, all over the place. It's got two million hits. And I saw the picture. It's it's Deadpool wearing the the, the robe. Uh, the robe, and he's in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, and uh, so... You see, like, this guy, standard YouTube personality guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Showing the, the trailer. Okay, cool. You're brave to put that in there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's just talking about it, talking about it. Let me find, like, he just straight up plays the cell phone cam of the post credit scene. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know. How, how do you show that? It. Was that, like, the one, two, three, three, four, five, six, Seven. He's showing the eight, whole scene. Nine, nine seconds almost of the whole thing. Like, yeah. that's a lot to just throw in. I don't understand how he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously. Message him. Be like, dude, how are you doing this? Yeah. How do you Let do me it? know the secret. Who do you know? How many dicks did you suck? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the point is, uh, it's it's interesting. It is not all fair. 
for everyone on YouTube. It feels like hell no, you know? it's not. It, it's it's a lo- there's a lot of favoritism. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that we just the the littler guys don't know. Sometimes the bigger guys they you think they know more, but they really don't. I don't really know how this shit works. To be perfectly honest, it, it, it's confusing as all hell. Um, and it's it's definitely a slightly scarier landscape right now. Just what with everybody's channels getting taken down and everything. Luckily, we're good right now. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? Everything's fine over here. Uh, we're still creating lots of content. So good. <laughs> you just found something kind of messed up. Didn't oh, you? not messed up. I'll show you later. Once it loads, the internet's being kind of slow. Okay. I don't want you to see it till it's ready. <laughs> till it's ready. Um, but yeah, and then uh yeah, YouTube is weird though. And to be honest, we could probably talk about this every episode. Yeah. <laughs> like we might even do like a small like YouTube update. Are we still alive? Yes, we are. Yes. Um, you know, keep following this whole team four star situation because like I said, their channel's back, but not all their videos are. They're still gonna be facing some trouble and probably a few hurdles. Hopefully all their content returns soon. All I know is guys, if anything ever happens to us, please support us in getting our channel back if anything bad ever happens. I know you guys will, you guys are friggin' awesome. Um so that being said, uh, another thing that I want to talk about oh god, what is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> Please tell me X gonna give it to you playing. I have no idea, but maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Get that off before we get taken down. Um, that's fantastic. Chris just showed me this uh, this gif or this video that someone made from the Captain America Civil War trailer, where you have Captain America and the Winter Soldier beating the crap out of Iron Man, and it looks like Captain America and Winter Soldier's heads have been replaced by the characters of uh, Rick and Summer from uh, Rick and Morty. And the scene is great just because it looks funny, but it's a great callback to the series when they're beating up all of these people to the song X Gon' Give It To You. Yes. Which, you know, that song has become new again thanks to Rick and Morty and Deadpool. Like, that that's to me practically the official theme of Deadpool at this point. Um, that is They funny. used it so much in the marketing. They used it in the movie during the, uh, the big uh, standoff at the very end of the film. But yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I love that. You didn't even have to show me, like, the audio and I was like, X gonna give it to you playing, isn't it? <laughs> it has to be. Uh, I was mute Mike. in the show they, they they literally beat up the devil. Yes. They do beat <laughs> up the devil. And then they beat up a neo Nazi, a bully, a guy who's outside of a church who has a picket sign that says God hates fags. And then the last one is this guy I think who's walking his dog who pulls him with the uh the leash and they get really mad at all these people. And what's funny about the fight scene is they do the same moves for each person, like, over and over, like, one gets punched, one gets kicked, then uh, Rick, like, smacks them both with his hands and knocks them <laughs> on the ground, like, and they do it every single time for each person. It's pretty damn funny. We've talked about Rick and Morty a lot. It's a funny show. Check it out. It's great. Um, Who knows when the third season's popping up? Probably another year, I'd say. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see it as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Corey? Uh, something that I really wanted to talk about last time, we didn't have an opportunity, and it's also sort of going in line with some brand new news that just came out. Um, biggest thing about Deadpool right now is that it's an R-rated superhero movie, and everybody's trying to see, is this like the next big thing for superhero films? Are we going to see more mature content? Are we going to see some more R-rated films? Not just in superheroes, but from some other big properties as well. And before the movie's even out in theaters, even on DVD and Blu-ray, they've announced that Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice when it releases on DVD and Blu-ray will have an R-rated version. Okay, what does that mean? It means I guess it's going to be more is violent. It, is it just riding that Deadpool dick right That's now? That's what everyone is saying, but this movie finished filming, right? Yeah, but 
Maybe. What do you think they did? They just filmed everything with a fuck in it or something? I don't know. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out because that's a... I've never heard of anything like this. Like, I mean, obviously there have been, like, director cuts versions. There's been the unrated versions when they come Mm -hmm. out. But, I mean, this movie isn't even in theaters yet. And uh, it still shocks me that it's coming out next month. Yeah, that Uh, is pretty awesome. It might as well come out in April. It is coming out at the end of March. Um, But still, like, it's, it's... I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with it. It's either going to be violent material, which I don't know. I just, I never saw the movies being something that was going to be overly violent. Um, and like you said, maybe there's just a few times where someone says fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that would be. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be Batman. I, you know, Batman's a hero and he's a gruff hero, but I, I can't recall too many situations where he said the F word. No. If at all, while reading the comics, he, he probably has. I mean, there have been some people, especially during the eighties. Um, but I'm gonna have to. But do Superman's a, little... a Boy Scout. Exactly, Superman would never do that. Yeah. Um, maybe there's just this like really raunchy sex scene with Wonder Woman that just comes out of nowhere. It's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I can't wait to see if they're they're literally going to go back and film something else, or if there was something on the cutting room floor that was a little too risque and they had to cut the movie back. That being said, they also released the uh, the final trailer for the movie, which we never even got to talk about, which sort of made me care about the movie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing about it, I think, was the action scenes. We got to see Batman just beating the ever living shit out of some goons uh, at the beginning of the trailer, which I think is the best like action we've seen from a cinematic version of batman yeah it actually felt like the video games i think that's mm-hmm. exactly what i said whenever i saw it i was like oh that feels like the video games mm-hmm. and uh batman doesn't look batman is on another level than normal bad guys because mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at like the christian bale batmans uh he doesn't feel like super powerful against normal people yeah. but like this batman seems like you know, the next he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's a bad. He almost seems unhuman, though, in mm-hmm. the level of ability to take down people. Now, we need to keep in mind, too, he is just fighting against some just regular run of the mill goons. No, yeah, the I villains know. you would see in an episode of Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're they're unloading missile launchers and putting them on boats and shit. <laughs> you know, like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, and, that makes no sense without explaining what I'm we did. Sorry. Yesterday. I'm sorry, guys. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, the. <laughs> The main thing is, though, he's just above what a normal person can do. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying he's Superman, but what I'm saying is he is a true hero and mm-hmm. a true superhero. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see them actually represent that. Not just a guy that can punch you real good. Yeah. He's a guy that can, like, jump over a human being. You mm-hmm. know, he's a guy that can do all these things and is uh, I mean, he did some, like, luchador-esque. Like, crazy kinda, like, shit. like, crazy shit, like, yeah. in that trailer. Like, the first move they show him doing is he basically does, like, a lariat powerbomb to, like, one guy and that one scene where he grabs the one guy in the neck and then starts to jump over the box and slams his uh, neck into the mm-hmm. back of the box, just it's so fast and fluid. And there's seen there's little parts in there, like if you go back and you like freeze frame or you mm-hmm. watch it in slow mo, you're gonna notice things you never saw before, like the scene where there's like three guys around him and he's just going like from one to the other. The guy that's behind him actually takes his knife out and he slashes it against Batman's neck. And there's this spark that flies up. And oh, I thought that was a gunshot. I almost thought that was a gunshot. I, it, no, he takes a knife and he like slings it across yeah. his neck and there's like a spark. And that means that his like mask or his cowl is going to have like some sort of protection around it. So that, like knives or bullets can't penetrate it. And little attentions to detail like that are awesome because when you see that, he's also like beating the shit out of two people at once. 
So it's going to be one of those action scenes that's like worth rewatching, so you can just see all of the little bits of choreography, and it's just brutal as hell. Like I said, the 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 big lariat, like power bomb, he throws this dude into this like giant wall of boxes. He takes this one guy and just literally chucks him into a wall, which just yeah. destroys everything. And then my favorite bit was the uh, the final punch, where he punched the guy so hard that his head just slams into the ground. It almost looks like like you said something from the video games, but also it reminds me out of like something that I would see like in an anime. Yeah, and also the uh, dynamic of Alfred and Batman working together is something mm-hmm. we have not really seen all that much in the movies but it seems like they're really going to be a tight team and alfred is not played by a old useless white guy that's just like frail you know and you're, like you're about to die of, well that's a, alfred is a badass well, that's something that a lot that, of people tend to forget alfred looks like a badass in this mm-hmm. movie he did not look like that in the old movies he looked like a frail no, old, I mean, old grandpa you know michael kane i think he did a good job but i couldn't separate alfred from michael kane Really? That was my biggest thing. I'm like, I, I like what I'm seeing, but I'm like, this is just Michael Caine reading some dialogue. Like, th- that's just the way I look at it. And then you had, uh, I think his name was Michael Goh from the uh, the Tim Burton films, which, like you said, he is the definition of, like, a frail, old, like, not very badass version of the character. Yeah. Like, he had a little yeah. bit of the dry wit, but also I think he was way too fucking nice. Like, the dynamic between Bruce He was Wayne, a fucking butler. That's yeah, all he was. Yeah, in a you way. Know? I mean, he was a butler who knew Batman's secrets. Yes. But Alfred should always kind of butt heads with Batman a little bit. Like, he'll support him because he has to and he wants to honor the wish like, of his... fuck, of his... I need my paycheck and well, this that, is the he, trust he, fund baby. He, he, he honors <laughs> the, you know, the memories of Bruce's parents and everything. He's worked with him for so long and he yeah. literally sees Bruce as kind of like his surrogate son in a way. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't want to see him do all this destructive stuff. So he's always like, you can do this, but you probably shouldn't. And he always has some sort of like like quirky response back to that. Um, and like yeah, said, and that makes sense. And he's going to take more of an active role in the movie, which is cool. He's basically flying the bat pod or the bat plane like a, a freaking drone. The, the bat bat. The bat bat. <laughs> I think that's what they called it in the last uh, Nolan movie. His like the, flying thing. The bat. The bat. Yeah, I'm kind of over the whole Nolan movies at this point. <laughs> they were point. good. They were good, Corey. Don't shit on him. That gave us the new Joker, which everyone likes. Um, I, I, I mean, he's he's good. He's like my third favorite Joker. Yep. So we'll have to see how Jared does. Now now that they've announced that Batman vs. Superman is going to have an R-rated DVD version, there should at least be some sort of equivalent for Suicide Squad of all movies. you think that one would be the one that would get like the R rating just because it's about a bunch of fucking villains and serial killers and shit. So that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I want that to be R rated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want like Joker fucking cutting people up and laughing about it and dark shit, you know, like <laughs> nothing like that's going to happen. In. Yeah. Nothing like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, Batman, the series doesn't really show you that stuff. They just imply things a lot with when it gets really, really dark. I mean, there know? are some Batman comics that are violent. Well, I, I'll but be not honest. like super gory. They're not gory. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It's implied gore. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like Batman doesn't get that crazy. So maybe they'll never do it like that because mm-hmm. it's just sort of like not the way they do it. Yeah. You know, maybe Suicide Squad will, though. I mean, it has the potential. Like, I want to see Killer Croc, like, rip someone's head off or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like, like ridiculous. Stuff. Just do something really, really crazy like that. Deadpool shows up so he can rip his head off. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. I also kind of hope this whole R-rated like trend isn't going to destroy certain movies because I don't think everything needs to be rated R or like overly grotesque or violent or mm-hmm. everything. Um, I think it has to depend on what it is they're adapting or what type of story they're trying to tell. Um, DC Comics can go to some dark places, but mm-hmm. I'm just I'm still shocked that there's an R-rated Batman versus Superman movie that's going to... It's just... It's strange. It blows my mind, you know, because obviously this movie's... 
not just going to appeal to those fans, but also they got merch to sell. You know, they got toys to sell, T-shirts, lunchboxes. Uh, mostly older folk, I'd imagine. I'm, I, there's still little and kids. And up. Who, way up. <laughs> way up. Um, I mean, there's little kids who play with action figures and stuff, but I'd say Or most... leave it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Star Wars toys. It's true, though. A lot of those toys are made strictly for collectors now. Like, one of the biggest things right now uh, are those... Uh, they're called Hot Toys, which make these, like one six scale versions of like just about any Looking character you can think of. Like there's uh Iron Man hot toys, which are really popular. Every like armored version of Iron Man that's existed in the movie, even the ones from Iron Man three, they've made a toy of it. And they're all like die cast metal, super articulated. The faces are sculpted so well. It's kind of scary. Ooh, wow. And, they got so many cool ones. Mm-hmm. And they did one with Thanos where it's literally him on his throne and they made the throne like have these uh these like clear plastic pegs, which makes it look like it's actually like floating and everything. Okay. Like they go crazy. Like these are the type of toys you don't play with or hand like to your five year old son. These are the type of toys you you put into a cool pose and put on your desk or on your shelf. It, it, it's the, it's the wow factor of it. And uh, yeah, it looks very nice. And they're also five hundred and forty nine dollars. Yes, they are expensive, uh, but they tend to come with a lot of accessories, uh, things like extra hands, legs. Uh, different head sculpts like if there's an Iron Man one there's always going to be like the masked version the closed masked version the Tony Stark head like they give you options uh, for all of this stuff and some of them look pretty freaking fantastic they got um, they sell a RoboCop in his chair yep with mechanical chair mm-hmm. I think the, they also did an Ed 209 I'm pretty sure Hot Toys did one uh, um, maybe and they, they just have the regular RoboCop is completely mm-hmm. sold out and was three hundred dollars mm-hmm which is ridiculous. Yeah. They have That's actually a cheap one. Oh, that's totally like cheap. Like 250 to 3 is the cheaper ones. Yeah. They have uh Predator. Mhm. Uh Samurai Predator. I don't even know that existed. What the hell is that from? <laughs> it's it might be something original. It it could be from a comic spin-off or a book or something. I have no idea. Yeah, there's a Samurai Predator, which is just too cool. They have three different versions of Raiden. That you can make Raiden like Raiden Metal from Gear? Metal Gear Solid. Okay, they've got Raiden. They've got Raiden uh, Inferno armor version, and then they've got a bigger version that's currently on a wait list. The Raiden Inferno armor version looks pretty fucking baller. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, look at that shit. Holy shit! It that looks, looks so awesome. Cool. Those colors are awesome. You guys can't really see it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That sword looks really awesome too. Yeah, of course it's a red sword. You know, it couldn't be Inferno version without mm-hmm. it. It's only three hundred bucks, just in case you want to buy a fucking ride and it sits on your shelf and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Fuck, man, it would be cool to own. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, there 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 have been a few instances where I've seen something like, "Am I gonna buy this? <laughs> do I really need this? Not really, but damn, it looks cool." Um, I, I I'm kind of hoping that they would eventually do like maybe something with Ninja Turtles or something. I think that would be really awesome. The Predator one I remember seeing looked really damn awesome. The RoboCop ones, like you saw earlier, those just look fucking sweet. There's just there's so many ones. The Marvel ones are the ones that they're really banking on a lot, just because there's so many characters they can make. Uh, all the like I said, all the Iron Man armors, um, all the different versions of Captain America and Thor and all that. Like they just they go crazy with them. There's a super huge uh, Hulkbuster version, um, which is just fucking huge and ridiculous, and it actually has like a regular Iron Man figure in. The actual like suit 
so it's like getting two in one. I know that one was like super crazy expensive. Probably. Um, but Hot Toys have been really popular. They've exploded over the last couple of years because of their detail, uh, the size of the figures, and the fact that you can pose them really, really well. Um, they've even been doing Star Wars ones, which of course, those are the ones that have been killing me the most. That's what's like, fuck, I really want to get like a Captain Phasma Hot Toys or a uh, freaking uh, Kylo Ren, of course. Just looks so They already damn have the awesome. uh, uh, Ben Affleck Batman up. They do. Oh, I've, they're doing that one, and they're doing the armored one. But they haven't That's released the, the armored one yet. No, they I can't just have images like, of it yet. I don't see the images anywhere. Oh, you need to, here. You need to look that. We need to be doubling our search here. <laughs> um, that was the one I saw. I was like, oh shit. That's they got like an the armored coolest. one. Um, I think they did. Uh, I think Hot Toy. I don't know if Hot Toys did the uh, the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman. Okay. Yeah, they did that. I think they did a Christian Bale. It might be NECA that I'm thinking of. Um, for all those collectors out there. Oh, they have light up Kryptonite coming with the Batman Superman. Maybe that means Kryptonite is going to be in the movie. I figure that's how Batman's probably going to beat Superman. Yeah. That's my biggest theory. Fucking pussy move, man. What? Goku no. destroyed the Kryptonite and still fought Superman. That, no, that this is Batman thinking at his smartest. That's what happened in the original comic, too, that they're kind of basing this off on, uh, the, the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. except that Batman had help from another hero. Uh, his name is Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. He's basically Arrow in their universe. <laughs> they're, they're practically the same character aside from backgrounds and characterization. But um, what he does is he gets Green Arrow to create this arrow out of like pure kryptonite, and while he's fighting against Superman, he shoots him from afar, and that weakens the hell out of Superman, and that's when he just starts wailing on him and just beating the shit out of him. Um, that might be what happens in the trailer when uh, he blocks his punch, like it's maybe finally starting to take effect, uh-huh. and then that's when Batman's just going to wail on him and just beat the fuck out of him. He's going he's gonna to let him know, he's like, today you're going to remember this was the day that you lost to me, motherfucker. Yeah. It says it a lot cooler in the comic version. No, it's going to be He has cool. this like whole speech that's like really awesome. Ooh, I want one. <laughs> want one all of these things i know they're really awesome uh whenever you go to uh like a comic convention or an anime convention you can see them all over the place too they look pretty freaking unbelievable yes they do have the hot toys 1989 michael keaton batman which looks so fucking awesome no, but i want to see the I love the, it i want to see modern i want to see batman or superman armored batman does that, does that exist look at that oh shit look at that sexy son of a bitch right Where's there that? and the coolest thing about it too uh the eyes they light up Sometimes they have like light up features. Sometimes they have uh, sound features. I I don't know if it was them who did the Ed Two and Nine that does like the voices, like the, you know you have so many seconds to comply. Yeah, it does like all that stuff. Uh, they did a freaking Jack Nicholson Joker, which looks scary good. That's the other thing. Like their face sculpts are like just god damn, they're perfect. Look at this fucking Michael Keaton Batman. Look it's, at that. It's too good. That's scary how good that looks. Yeah, that is amazing. That is another reason why, if, if you are a collector, do not let your kids get a hold of these things. They will f- fucking destroy them. That's not um, what they're for. Mm-hmm. But they, they carry a lot of different licenses. So, I mean, they, they really are just, they're exploding right now. But like I said, it's mostly the Marvel uh, ones that have been doing good. And I watch a lot of reviews of them so I can live vicariously through other people. Yeah, um, and not actually mostly, spend uh, the money. the guy I go to a lot is Shardimus Prime. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a really funny dude, um, and he even goes to like a lot of the uh, the conventions and toy fairs and talks to people about this shit. And uh, I-, I love his videos; they're always really funny. He always puts uh, sometimes some stop motion effects in his video, and uh, he always makes fun of this one Spider Man figure at the end of every single review that he's been doing for like over four years. He makes fun of this one Spider Man. Um, he was really let down by it, but that's the whole point. Like that's just the running gag. 
Um, and he's obsessed with ankle pivot articulation, which I yeah. just think is really funny. Like whenever oh, it's got ankle pivot. Like he he flips out. It's really funny, and he's just he's a really uh, charismatic guy. Um, and he's got a huge collection of shit. But when he does like the hot toy videos, those are always like the best ones. Shardimus Prime. Shardimus Prime. How do you spell right. that? Oh God, man. S H A R T. Shart. I must. I M U S and then Prime. Okay. Shartimus Prime. Yeah. And he has like his own theme song and everything. Like so, it's uh, it's S H A R T I M U S Prime. Yeah. Shartimus. Shartimus Prime. Yeah. You should be able to just Google him. He, he's a pretty big uh, reviewer. He's one of the, I'd say, the bigger ones. Um, but he, he reviews all types of stuff. Like uh, Obviously, his name is a reference to uh, Transformers. So every once in a while, he'll look at Transformers. But he tends to mostly look at Marvel-type stuff. A lot of these toys, toys do not look as good at Hot Toys. Hmm. But I guess Hot Toys... Oh, no. Really like a, He doesn't just review Hot Toys. Like, he reviews everything. Yeah. And he doesn't. sometimes he doesn't keep this stuff. Sometimes these are literally donated just for a review. Oh, like someone will send it to him? Yeah, they'll send it to him. Or sometimes he'll have someone send him something that he sends back just so that he can make a video review of it because that's like the whole – it's not so much collecting them all but just like really trying to review each one. And he goes through everything, the packaging. Oh, really? The he, packaging? He goes he goes through the pack, like packaging real quick and then he uh, he opens them up, shows them off, shows you every little detail, shows you every single articulated movement and then says what he likes what he doesn't like. He compares it to other things. Rips on Spider-Man for a second, does a little animated segment, and then that's it. What What about the Spider-Man does he not like? Uh, it's it, well, The whole Spider-Man joke. joke is that the figure is, uh, it's Spider-Man, it's known as Big Time Spider-Man, yeah. which is the Spider-Man which is like black and green, and when he got the figure, he was really, really excited for it. This was years ago uh, for Big Time Spider-Man, and it ended up just being a really crappy figure, and he officially dubbed it the big let time down Spider-Man. And at the end of every review since that review, and he's like, like let's say he's reviewing a uh, Hot Toys Iron Man, and here's and here's Iron Man right next to the big let down down Spider Man, <laughs> and and then usually he does like a little like stop motion effect with him, yeah, and just he comp- he's only been doing the stop motion for about a year, um, but he always compares it to Big Let Time Down Spider Man, which is always. I would think the joke would get old, but it's always funny because he gets right to it, and sometimes it's just real short. It's just it always reminds you, man, he really hates that fucking figure. Yeah, and he's been keeping it just for those joke purposes, which is fantastic. The um, uh, the Thanos looks great. I'm watching the that. Hot Toys one. Yeah, yeah, that Thanos one looks fucking awesome. It's so well detailed, and I love that the fact that they included that seat. Yeah, like to me, that's honestly like that's what makes it like seeing something like that on a shelf or something or on like a cool desk or a setup like that's people are going to be drawn to that. And be like, yeah. that is fucking cool. And he's like pivoting every joint and showing you how well they all work and exactly. stuff. No wonder you're getting some really nice stuff for uh, like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah, his Marvel <laughs> collection is crazy. It's kind of insane. He does a lot of Star Wars stuff, too. Um, I mean, obviously, Star Wars merchandise right now is just, it's still going so strong just because of uh, Force Awakens, which is still cleaning up in terms of box office. And not to mention, they're already filming Episode Eight. They already made a freaking, remember I showed you that little Yeah, like a video? preview trailer? Yeah. Not a trailer, but yeah, a just, teaser. They're filming on the very first day, which apparently, they're immediately starting with the scene. Uh, Doesn't mean that's how the movie's going to start. No, probably oh, not. Oh, big Letdown Spider-Man. Are you looking at it? Yeah, there he is. Yeah. yeah. And if you see, like, if you press play, you'll be able to see, like, probably Thanos is going to destroy him or something. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, he just throws it <laughs> on the ground and stomps on him. But yeah, big let time down Spider-Man. That's great. <laughs> it's definitely one of his best running gags. I've always really enjoyed that. But his reviews are fun, and when you're done watching them, you'll be tempted to want to like go buy one of these things. Or like you said, live vicariously through him, and that's not that's spend the reason why the, these channels are good. That's the why I like five hundred dollars on a fucking figure. <sighs> Look, man, I like nerdy shit, but damn, it'd have to be a character that I really, really was passionate about. Yeah, you'd have to be like, what? Oh, don't we have some specific rim? Pacific rim? Specific rim? Is it? It's a very rim. specific rim. All right, well, let's get to this rim job real quick. <laughs> we have. Uh, Pacific Rim, which, you know, the first movie was great. I think it's a a good sci-fi movie. It it wasn't the most successful movie, but it created a huge cult following. And because of that, they are going to be making a sequel. Guillermo del Toro is still going to be involved, although I know currently right now he's busy working on a secret project with Hideo Kojima, of all people. Well, that's going to be epic. Which is just, it it has to be. (laughs) What an amazing combination. Two Uh, ridiculously good storytellers. True. And they are going to be making Pacific Rim 2. It's already been announced, but we're finally starting to get some other people added to it. Uh, it looks like we finally have a director for the uh, the film. And maybe it's just me, but like all these new hotshot directors that are coming out, especially working on sci-fi and like Marvel movies, uh, they always previously worked on certain projects. And did everyone and their mom work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Seems like everyone did. Is it not true? Like, every single time we talk about these new movies, he's like, and he worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that was apparently really popular that I really never watched. Did you even know that Buffy had special powers? Or did you thought... Does she have special yeah, powers? Yeah, she's, she's the hunter. I just thought she was a chick who killed vampires. No, no, no. She's like the hunter, so she's like kind of a badass. Like, she has special reflexes and stuff and can just, you know, yeah. jump over people and stab vampires really mm-hmm. easily. I didn't know that. I watched the first two episodes because my girlfriend's like, you've got to see Buffy. I can't believe you've never seen it. I'm like, oh, this chick is like a Isn't badass. Isn't she like a Whedonverse fan, though? Anything, yeah, yeah. Anything, Joshua? Anything. Whedonverse is, isn't actually a real term. I heard it on a robot chicken once. Though. No, it is the Whedonverse. Yeah, you know, the Whedonverse. She likes Firefly <laughs> or, or what was that other show? that uh, they Serenity. Serenity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. She loves all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. That's great. Wheaton is good at doing certain. He's like good at riding that line between like a CW show and a show with some decent action and characters. But there's like a line. He rides that real well. Mm-hmm. I think you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, that, that makes sense, too. Like, again, the guy who's working on uh, this movie who, for some odd reason, I can't seem to find his name, but I will find it. Um, Spartacus creator Stephen S. Denight to direct steven denight okay um he's also worked obviously on buffy the vampire slayer but he worked on the spinoff show to that angel he also worked on dollhouse and the smallville television series so this guy is totally at home yeah. with the cw like this is a huge project for him to work on and uh, i'm ready for some more pacific rim i'm really excited for it the first movie was a real pleasant surprise it was a real fun sci-fi kind of almost 80s feeling action movie um, and I'm hoping they'll be able to capture that again. What was that 80s robot movie where the robots fought and the people were in them and stuff? Oh, God. that's I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like I'd watch it all the time when I was a kid, but I don't oh, remember the name. Man. that's It was so bad it was kind of good. No, it wasn't good. Like I remember, didn't they like fight like in, in a big arena Yeah, or something? Like, yeah, and then they would like – it almost looked like they were fighting in like a desert arena yeah. or something. I know what you mean, though. I barely remember that one. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the movie. Um, it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, Pacific Rim 2, I'm really excited for it. Everybody still wants it to cross over with Godzilla. Uh, I think it's too early for that type of shit. 
It could happen maybe if they do one more movie. Yeah. And I it mean, works. They're, they're, you know, I'd, but I'd really still Pacific Rim rather, I'd rather it still be original, even uh-huh. though it's in many ways one of the most unoriginal things. You in know, any ever. ways, it almost is already in the Godzilla, you know, like uh, Jet Jagger. Yeah, Jet Jagger. <laughs> he pretty much is Jet Jagger. You know? <laughs> Jet Jagger, the transforming robot. Yes. He looks like Jack Nicholson. I found it. It's called Robot Jux. Robot Jocks. Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally remember this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't watch it much as a kid. In fact, I only saw this movie a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah, but it's one of those. It's like, how did I not know about this? This looks crazy. Well, you also didn't know about Hulk Hogan's show. Okay? I didn't. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! That show is great. That that show is good. Why don't you review a few episodes, Corey, on the YouTube channel? <laughs> Just fuck it. Review the whole series, yeah. Thunder in Paradise. Hulk Hogan. I haven't heard much from Hulk Hogan lately. Uh, I know he had that controversy a couple months After ago. After being called racist, you know, you kind of chill out and stay away from the public. But like that didn't like stop me from like loving Thunder in Paradise. No, it's like, good, I totally got up into that. It's shit. all about Hulk Hogan, you know, being Hulk Hogan. He plays a badass named Hurricane who has a transforming boat, and they use it to stop shitty terrorists. <laughs> It's not it's not the most original concept, but it's good. <laughs> oh my god. I kinda like I compared it to uh Night uh Knight Rider and uh Walker Texas Ranger. It's very similar in that sense. They all we were discussing this yesterday in a little bit today, just hinting at it. Those shows always have the same kind of villains that are just like they always suck. They're like the lowest level guys, but they always manage to get their hands on like the most dangerous fucking shit possible. Yes, exactly. First episode of Thunder in Paradise I watched, like the villains are just in these normal white vans hanging out at the docks because that's what bad guys do. And one of them just has this like big fucking giant missile that he's just holding in yeah. broad daylight over his shoulder. No big it's deal. It's like, how did these assholes get a hold of this stuff? These guys, like, they're, they're basically crack dealers. Like, I don't know how they pulled this shit off. They're like, it's cool. Yeah, and they're like idiots with uh, modern weaponry. Like, they keep that, you know, easily available for anyone to steal. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, if you want to see Hulk Hogan in a Baywatch-style setting, then check it out. It's a funny show. It also will remind you how badly we dressed in the early 90s, and we were just sort of okay with that. Like, we even at that time, we would make fun of the 80s a little bit. Like, the 90s really weren't all that great. In many ways, it was kind of like an extension of the, the worst part of the 80s. Yeah, it's like we dropped all the good shit about the 80s and just... We kept the bad. <laughs> yeah. The early <laughs> 90s were a weird time. Mm-hmm. They were a weird time. We were okay with them, though, you know? I was too. We young were to we care. were too young though. I was too young. To Everything care. to us was fucking radical. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we didn't even think like anything was bad at that time. Nah, nah, I didn't care. Like, I didn't. I was very not self aware at that time. Mm-hmm. I was too young back then. But you know, it's fun to look back and. But also, everyone in that show is like a wrestler, Corey. Like, like you, you shouldn't <laughs> judge fashion by a bunch of wrestlers on TV shows. You yeah. Know? That's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Mm. And, uh, yeah, was there anything else I could have swore with that, or was that it, the topics? That you oh, had? no, we we still have a couple more. Um, one that I want to talk about, which is another huge thing that's going on in gaming, we need to talk more about this stuff, is all this VR technology that's getting ready to come out. Um, and one company in Japan is getting ready to take it to the next level, and they're also about to make one of their biggest properties and franchises a reality. And I'm talking about Sword Art Online. 
there is this company that goes by the name of IBM Japan, which is getting ready to create a brand new VR MMO based on the franchise, which is actually going to be able to make you play like in the actual show. Like you're going to be able to create your character and interact with other players in a 3D world. And is this just one step closer to getting stuck into one of these fucking games? All I know is they've released a small preview for it and they're getting ready to go through like a beta process. They're going to get some people to test it out. And uh, it looks really freaking awesome. Like, I'm really excited. They haven't really released too much footage about, like, what it's fully going to look like. Mm-hmm. But they're already, like, showing you, like, some of the, the textures and models that they're going to be creating for the world. What was it called again? Um, it's going to be uh, Sword Art Online The Beginning is what it's going to be called. Like, literally, th- this is, like, their way of saying, like, this is the true beginning of the franchise. We're going to make it a reality. I really hope they go through with it, though, in terms of creating your own character. I don't want to play an MMR uh, or a VR MMO as Kirito. Like, I want to be able to make my own character and uh, interact with the other players. It's definitely a cool concept, but there's no way. Technology is not there. I mean, you can't can't, uh, get logged into a video game yet. No, especially because this is straight up. This is just uh, it's virtual reality. It's just a headset. Like, at the very end of this uh, promotional video, there's this uh, female player who's just putting on a headset, and then suddenly she's being transported to the VR world. It's funny because we're going back to the early 90s again, like we were just saying. In the early 90s, uh, virtual reality video games were huge. Like, they yeah. were a big thing at arcades. Those were also a thing yes. uh, that existed. I guess you could say they kind of exist with Dave and Busters nowadays. They're kind of keeping that dream alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I remember playing a virtual reality game for the first time. That was fucking strange. And it looked, like, like worse than Tron. Like, it didn't look very good <laughs> even back then, but it still blew your mind that you're able to sort of, like, manipulate that stuff in real space. And, uh, you know, obviously, VR games, the best ones for them, I think, are going to be first-person shooters and uh, RPGs. And, I mean, Sword Art Online is just the, the perfect thing to do that with. Um, there have been video games before, but they've just been traditional RPGs. Uh, but this will be a game that I think can really show off what these things can do and uh, hopefully be as realistic or good-looking as the actual show. Like, I don't know what sort of art style they're going to go. Probably anime art style. I just feel like the whole VR uh, gaming thing is just going to take a while to get good. Mm-hmm. Not that it can't be good. It's just it's going to take a while for them to figure out how to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of interested about that. But at the same time, I uh, am very skeptical to see an amazing VR game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see this one that the guys – I forget – Freddie Wong, do you remember that yeah. YouTube channel? Yeah. Uh, he had a group that, like, I think they sort of broke away business-wise from him. Uh, and uh, with Quarter Digital or that other one, you remember that wizard battle where they're drinking fucking uh, bottles of <laughs> potion and then they end up barfing, like, different oh, fire and ice gross. and stuff? Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, and anyway, I think that they have their own development studio now, and they made a VR game, uh, and it's cowboys that shoot each other from wagons as they're riding along and it looks pretty cool because that's, that's smart because it kind of eliminates the movement. need for movement yeah and you can yeah. just focus on like the gunplay yeah and, and it looks really good let me see if i can pull that up yeah that's going to be a big hurdle for a lot of these games because obviously you know a game like sword art you're you're not going to be just standing in one space a lot like to be able to travel like across like a big world i think would be really freaking awesome especially if they can emulate everything about it um, just, oh, it's, I think it's called, uh, no, that's not it. No, I'm totally, I'm re- repressed those memories of that wizard video you showed me though. What, all I remember about it 
was guys with these like really big fake wizard beards and they were drinking these potions <laughs> which like permanently stained their beards. Yeah. Like that's yeah. all I remember really about the video. It it does look good. Uh let me see if I can find that Oculus Rift game. If they do make this sword art game like like the TV show, I think that'd be pretty cool too. You know, start at your own harem, be like that one dude who's like surrounded by like ten chicks who are probably all real dudes in real life. That was always my original theory with uh the original show. Like we would always joke, like, what if all these chicks are actually just dudes? Yeah, they're just dudes. They eliminated that possibility pretty quick, but did they yeah because i think uh they made it so that like as soon as the evil guy came in he's like oh no now you're stuck in the game they made their actual appearances like come in oh yeah yeah and there were a few like females who became males (laughs) yeah that would have been pretty freaking hilarious that would be weird Mm -hmm. yeah that would be very weird i'm gonna find this fucking game man i can't find it right now (laughs) but uh it it was uh very cool and i wish Mm -hmm. i could remember the name of these guys that made it but yeah, it's just a, I thought it was a cool concept because, you know, things are happening. It's kind of a rail game. I guess you mm-hmm. kind of call that like a rail game. It's like a rail of, shooter. Yeah. You're kind of just along for the Star ride. Fox. Star Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was very, it was very cool looking. And I was like, oh, this could work. Mm-hmm. But man, making a Call of Duty or a Battlefield, you know. The hardest part's the movement. Yeah. The hardest you part's know, the, the shooting movement. part, I think, is going to be the simplest part. It's just how do you move when you're in one of those headsets? Do you physically have to move yourself? I don't know. I do you don't... have to hit a pedal that's by your feet do you use a controller in your hands like there's there's so many like loopholes around this and i can't wait to see how it's going to be implemented all the time like in the in the mmo game here the sword art online when you want to swing your sword do you press a button or do you have something in your hand that you are going to literally swing like an actual sword are you going to hold a shield up when someone is attacking you like how intricate can this really get it could probably go that way which i think would be fucking awesome I want to yeah. be able to shoot, like, fire from my hands and stuff and, like, actually, like, feel it. Like, I don't know. Just I, I always had, like, the theory, like, you know, add certain elements to controllers or something, like, to your hands or something. Like, I think a cool feature would be is if you're a magic character and you have to wear, like, maybe a glove or something. Whenever you use fire techniques, the glove will heat up a little bit. It'll feel like fire is coming from your hand. It'll just it'll immerse you more in the experience. That's a good way to do it, yeah, because you want to see your hands. And they already have those new controllers that you can wrap your hands around that mm-hmm. have, like, little sticks in them. And yeah. then uh, they can recognize where you are, mm-hmm. you know, so it's sort of like your hands do get physically represented. I mean, imagine fighting games. Like, how like how would that even work? Like, are you moving? Mm-hmm. Are you pressing a button? Like, imagine a Street Fighter game where you are playing as Ryu, and to do a Hadouken, you have to do, like, the motion and everything, like, every single time. That could be fun or horrible. But, I mean, like, how would you do, like, those spinning kicks and shit, you know? Like, there's idea. Exactly. There's going to have to be certain things that are going to have to change. I would love to do, like, a, you know, a DBZ fighting game where maybe you get to create your own character or plays the others where you have, like, the opportunity to feel what it's like to fly around the earth and and land and then fight people and do Kamehamehas and big key blast attacks. Like, there's so much possibility for this. But it is still very early. They're they're also saying like maybe they can uh, do. Um, I, I'm about to watch a video that's called uh, Ninja uh, VR Katana, mm-hmm. and I guess you can like have a foam sword, but you, it gets represented as a real sword. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, are we just using fancy pretend machines? Because we're both still whacking each other with swords. You Basically, know? I mean it. It's th- that's the other thing you have to kind of like remind yourself. It's like, is this really necessary? Like to 
to, in order to truly be immersed in a gaming world, do I have to control all the movements myself? Is this simply not just another extension of Nintendo's waggle initiative? Yeah, are we waggling here? You know, because their, their whole concept behind the weeds, you control everything. The tennis racket is in your hand. When the ball flies towards you, you swing it like an actual tennis racket. No, actually, you can sit on the couch and flick your wrist. Yeah. Like, how much control do we really have over this stuff? Like, a Star Wars lightsaber game. A Star Wars game in general on VR would be fucking awesome. Yeah, but everyone's tried it. It's never good. I know. It's never <laughs> been good. We have to perfect it, uh, or we have to turn it into some sort of cheap gimmick. You know, I mean, it, yeah. right now, it still is kind of a gimmick. You know, it, we're It's just, a gimmick. We're going to have to see something really, really blow our minds with this. Yeah, I just uh, never been that excited yet for this mm. but uh i think that there's the uh potential to mm. make vr really good and i'm excited i almost bought an oculus rift i was like oh i want one when they released for like 600 bucks uh, wait i'm gonna wait but i want one if there was ever a video game peripheral or new piece of hardware that you need to wait on it's definitely vr nah dude i'm buying it but they're moving ahead you know, uh, we'll have to see what they're going to do. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo has something planned with their mysterious NX system, which no one seems to know anything about. I don't think all that much is uh, is coming around the corner. It's probably just going to be another system. Probably. If they had VR planned, we'd know about if it. If we're lucky, it's just another system. And if we're lucky. <laughs> a fucking just waggle machine. That They're not going back to that. That's glory. the best thing about the Wii U is like, oh, here's just a controller. Oh, thank Here's an God. iPad. <laughs> the only problem is there's a giant screen in the middle of it. So it gets you, heavy you end up a buying a, a Wii U Pro controller, which looks like a fucking Xbox controller. Yeah, because that's the best controller, Corey. Accept it. Yeah. Not so- for when I... But then, when I play Smash Brothers, I have to use my fucking uh, GameCube controller adapter. Your converter. Yeah. Which only works for that game. Interesting. Yeah, kind of lame. But still, <laughs> still though, I, I I wouldn't play Smash Brothers without anything else. That is true. Yeah, it only feels good with that controller. Mm-hmm. It really does. Well, uh, guys, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Honestly, if it wasn't for you guys, we would not do this because then we'd just be two weirdos in a room talking in microphones. And we pretty much already are. So Yeah, at least we have some sort of way to justify this. But yeah, you guys, thank you so much. And Corey, do you want to tell them about our sponsors? But of course. Uh, let me just take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel's awesome. They allow us to do the show and say whatever the hell we want. Basically, they allow us to be ourselves. So make sure to check out the other shows at Rogue Intel intel.com they're all really awesome informative and pretty freaking crazy and if you want to help keep the network going why don't you head over to rogueintel.com slash amazon for all of your shopping needs it doesn't cost you any extra and a portion of your total will go towards the rogue intel network so do it make america great again oh my god by dipping Corey. bullets in pig's blood <laughs> we're only gonna suspend the the muslims for a little while and then they're allowed to come in guys yep that's the rule <laughs> that's the rule Oh, my God, Corey, please. Let's this is never... why we don't talk about politics. <laughs> I never want to hear Trump again. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not, or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Please leave us some reviews on iTunes. Just log into iTunes. Give us whatever star out of five review you want. Five's the best, though, so that's what we want. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for everything, guys. We really appreciate it. And until next time, the powerful Nerdcast is out.